Welcome to the Erie First Podcast, the weekly message series featuring Pastor Nicole Schreiber. Here at Erie First, we've just completed a 21-day corporate fast, where as a church family, we've set aside time to commit to focused prayer and fasting for breakthrough in our lives. In the last two weeks, Pastor Nicole has shared about fasting and prayer and how to go deeper in your walk with God. Today, we're going to hear some great testimonies from several people about the breakthroughs that they're experiencing in their lives. They're really great, and I hope that you find them encouraging for your own walk with Jesus. So let's get started this morning. Here's Pastor Nicole. Well, today is our final day of our 21 days of prayer and fasting, and I'm so thankful for those of you who gave it a try, maybe even for the very first time. I know that God has and continues to do great work in us through both prayer and fasting. So in just a few minutes, we're going to actually designate some time uh, for testimonies. If you have a testimony, if you have a story of God's faithfulness during these last few weeks of prayer and fasting, we would love for you to share that. It doesn't have to be a, a big life-changing testimony or uh, that something huge happened. It can be a small thing. It can be something, a shift in perspective, uh, a thought pattern that God delivered you from. Even those small things encourage us that God is still working, that God is still doing amazing things. And so I'm going to ask you uh, if you would come up and share here in just a few minutes when we do that. Also, I know many of you just returned from our missions trip to Philadelphia. If God has a testimony from that that you would like to share. And then finally, in Acts 2, uh, when we saw the early church get together, we would watch how God would give words. He would give prophetic words, words of encouragement, hymns, spiritual songs. He would give that to the body, and then they would share with one another, and that would build each other up. And so if any of those things, if the Lord has laid a testimony that you're supposed to share something that's happened to you, or if you have a word or a spiritual gift that you want to release, that's going to be uh, the the. Re- bulk of our time today as we continue in this service. I want to remind you, Revelation 12 tells us how important testimony is. Uh, it says, they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Your testimony is powerful. And who we're triumphing over in this scripture is the enemy, the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. And so I want to encourage us to, to make sure that we're speaking those words of life to each other and over each other as a family, as a body of believers. Now, I want to remind you just a few basics before we go into that time. Here at Erie First, we call it the ABCs. Uh, a is be audible. So when you come up, you want to speak clearly and loudly into the mic. We can't be encouraged if we can't hear you. And so make sure that you're doing that. B is be brief. Now, we love all of you, but you don't need to start with, well, I was born at a young age, okay? Just just come and tell briefly what the Lord is telling you. God will fill in the blanks. He'll, he'll, you don't have to know the whole back history to know the miracle. God will tell you what to say, but be brief. Be audible, A, be brief. And C is be Christ-centered. Every testimony is to be Christ-centered. All of this is for Jesus, to bring glory to Jesus. And so it's not about announcements or things that we have done or said or, or any type of, hey, here's how well I'm doing. It's all about Jesus, and it should honor and should point to Jesus. And so as we do that today, the ABC is audible, brief, and Christ-centered. I believe that as God prompts you to share, we're going to be encouraged this morning. We're going to leave here more excited. We're going to be encouraged that if God did it once, he can do it again. I love Michelle's testimony that she said, look, if you're in this same spot, that God did it for her and God can do it for you. 
And so today I just pray that more hope, more courage, more um, understanding of God's deep and great love just wells up inside of you. And you can leave here different than when you came before because you've seen the faithfulness of God. And so if you wanna share today, I wanna invite you to come down to this front row. Pastor Daniel and I will be down here uh, just talking through with you and giving you some instructions. And let's just have a great day together hearing what the Lord has done. Let's just keep worshiping today.
says, perseverance. That means never give up, never quit. And God needs our prayers. You know, God doesn't move unless we pray. And God, and so don't give up. Your, you know, your prayer could be the, the prayer that overflows the glass. And so that would be my word. And I want to share, uh, talking about testimonies, about a month ago, I'd been praying for a family member for a breakthrough. And gosh, probably about two years we've been praying. Well, guess what? Breakthrough happened. And I was in my prayer room. And, and this is the part that just, I was in my prayer room and I says, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And you know what he said to me? He says, no, thank you that you didn't give up. You kept on praying. You kept on believing. And of course, that made me cry all the more. So God, see, so God, your prayers are important. So don't give up. And in your word, the word says you have not because you've asked not. So don't give up. Even That's all I can say is don't give up. give up. You're ready to throw in the towel and walk away from him, but he doesn't want you to. He's still using you and you may feel out of connect. You may not feel his presence here. You may not feel his presence anywhere and you feel like he's not talking to you, but he's talking to you and he has words for you and he's using you. You can't throw the towel. You can't walk away because he's still using you. He still has plans. He still has things he needs you to do. He still has purposes. He's placing people in your life to encourage you, but you don't want to because he has plans for you. He has such great plans. It may not look like it. You may not be able to see it, but he has plans for you. He has things he needs you to do. He loves you and he's not he's not leaving you. He's never left you. He's always been there. He's standing right there waiting for you. He's waiting. He's he's asking you, but he's not going to force his way in. He's there. So just listen. Just lean into him. Press into him because he's there and he's going to use you in such powerful ways that you've never experienced before. You're going to experience them like you've never experienced them before. He's going to use you and he's going to transform your life, but he won't force his way on you. He understands, but he does. He loves you so much. He will wait until you come back, but he doesn't want you to leave. Don't leave because he's still moving. He's still and he's still doing things. This past week and a half, I got the privilege to go help and uh, be on staff at Pendel District Youth Camp for uh, the Assemblies of God. Uh, the first camp was 150 students and the second camp was 500. And I got to go to the services every night and at every single one of those services, especially just starting out right from the beginning, I was it was the weekend camp first and then the week camp. But starting out right from the beginning, we were in such a posture of seeking God that it, per, it, it, it permeated the room and all of the students in the room 
by the end of the service, when it came to the altar time, I saw everyone standing and then I looked around again and I saw everyone kneeling. I saw everyone praying. I saw people speaking in tongues. I saw people raising their hands and, and praise to God for deliverance that he brought in their lives. I saw people, I saw these, this room full of 150 kids and then a room full of 500 kids with all of them praising God, with all of them all throughout the room. The entire room was on its knees praising God. And I was like, God, thank you so much because I didn't know you were going to do this. This is my first time going to this camp. I didn't know anything about how it works. I don't know anything about what happens or how God moves there or how he speaks there. I didn't know what to expect. And I didn't know that this was something I could I could count on but I just want to say that in the same way that I didn't know that I could count on God moving in such a powerful way around me you don't have to know that God's gonna move for him to move about six weeks ago um, I became incredibly incredibly ill to the point where I could not get out of my bed I couldn't eat I couldn't sleep, I was in so much pain. I went to um, the emergency room. They did all these tests and they told me they couldn't find anything. So they sent me home sick. They did give me IVs because I didn't have anything in my system and I was weak. So they sent me home sick. I laid there probably in my bed for like another two weeks, couldn't get up. I was just incredibly ill and um, I just couldn't take it. I went to another doctor and they wanted to do a CAT scan. And I didn't think that it was necessary to do a CAT scan. I just wanted them to fix me immediately. I didn't want that. And so I had to sit and I had to pray. And then I came to the conclusion, yes, let's do the CAT scan. And when they did the CAT scan, I found out that I had um, something called diverculosis, where it, it um, something dealing with your colon. Um, and it's, um, I guess it's like, bulging in your colon or something like that and it was making not only me not have a appetite I was sick but um everything I had pain in my legs I had pain everywhere um it was inflamed so I had tuberculosis and it was inflamed um I'm just I just am grateful I'm grateful to God. I'm grateful to that doctor that actually took the time out to, to find out what it really was because the other doctors sent me on my way and um, they sent me homesick. Um, it's been about six weeks. I lost a lot of weight because I wasn't eating. Um, and that's good because I wanted it off. <laughs> But I didn't want to lose it that way. Um, yesterday was the first day that I actually ate pretty much all day. Like I was making up for not eating. <laughs> and so I'm just, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful to God um, because I know he, I know for a fact he fixed me. And um, 
you know, I, I just, um, I just want to continue to to get well and get through this. I'm still on my medication, um, but I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. I got dressed today. I got dressed, <laughs> and that's something I haven't been able to do. <laughs> so I'm grateful, and that's it. That's all I got to say. I'm grateful, and um, I'm healed by the stripes of God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. I wanted to do this uh, fasting, and I said to God, uh, what can I fast, God? What would you have me fast? And between us, I believe, he said, fast an hour of sleep in the morning. Get up an extra hour and come and be with me. So I have. Um, I get so excited, I don't even wait for the alarm to go off. I just wake up. I journal my thoughts, my feelings. I journal what he's saying to me. Uh, each day then I go back and read what he has said. I write down his promises. Then I bring my petitions to him. And you know, when I would pray to worship God, I see him high and lifted up, majestic. Jesus set his right hand. But when the Bible says, Come before my throne of grace, making your requests known. I would see him in this direction, not here with this majestic uh, throne. I would see him here in my mind's eye. And that throne was made out of wood. And I said to him, Lord, why? Is this throne majestic when I see you? But here, it's made out of wood when I see you. And he said, my son hung on a cross of wood that opened up the curtain that divided people from me and it was ripped from the top to the bottom to give you access to come with confidence before me and talk directly to me so I sat here on the throne of grace made out of wood like my son hung on a cross of wood to make it possible Thank you. My name is Rob. This really goes out there. What Pastor Nikki was saying earlier, 
about New Jersey Church. It's almost five years ago. I come from Gerard and moved into Erie. I looked and went there. Several different churches. But I came in here and this is my home. Let it be your home. Let God reach into your heart and fulfill it every day. Thank you. Hi, so uh, two weeks ago, Pastor Nicole was talking about fasting and how we're two weeks in and you know, you can still jump in and, and she gave all these reasons and one of them was um, maybe you have a prodigal child. And I went, stop, don't do that to me. I don't fast. So, <laughs> so I, uh, I come up with some reasons um, and it doesn't have to be a prodigal child. It can just be a prodigal person in your life. And so I was praying for a few things. I'm praying for that person in my life. I'm praying for um, our daycare inspection that had to happen. I'm praying for the call saying whether we could keep our insurance or not. I'm praying for my son to come out of his introvertness. And, and so I'm fasting and I'm fasting. And on Thursday morning, I said, God, I'm not hearing from you. Pastor Nicole said I was going to hear clearer from you. And I'm not hearing from you. And I'm, I'm walking in the space um, in front of my house. And a woman comes out of her house in a cloak. And she starts yelling at me. And I'm recognizing this as spiritual warfare. So I get back to my home. I'm, I'm trying to pray, but the, the words aren't coming. And I called a, a trusted friend here from church. And we walked through that spiritual warfare. And she's explained a lot to me. And, and I prayed through my home. And I prayed around my home. And, and you know, it, it shook me. It definitely shook me. I didn't understand what was going on, but we talked through that. Um, that was at 6 in the morning. At 10 in the morning, my daycare inspection showed up. We passed with flying colors. Um, as my, so that's the Department of Human Services. As um, she was wrapping things up and giving me the explanations of what, what she wanted me to work on, um, the insurance, Department of Human Services, from the insurance called, and they gave us the best news that Dan's insurance will, call, will continue on for the next year. So we did that. All of that happened between 6 in the morning and noon. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh goodness, God, I told you I wasn't hearing for you, and you said, let me show you what's happening. <laughs> Um, a few days later, I'm just talking to that prodigal person of mine, and that person will be back here in a few weeks. So I'm super thrilled, and I, Pastor Nicole, thank you for encouraging <laughs> the fast, because I'll, I'll be back on board again. I just, um, what did I say? That, oh, okay. <laughs> that God had laid on my heart that, um, and it was kind of just what they were just saying about the sense of waiting, sometimes waiting on the Lord. So um, my oldest daughter had, um, she had a miscarriage prior to her first daughter. And then she subsequently had two miscarriages after that. And she was very discouraged. She was um, sometimes doubting. And even actually, I want to say sometimes she was angry at God. But in her last pregnancy, she prayed and prayed, and God had told her it was not going to be easy, and it wasn't easy. She, she has a lot of um, underlying health problems herself, but during that pregnancy, she had many different things that occurred. Um, at the end, she ended up having what they call preeclampsia, which means there's an increased amount of proteins in, in the woman's body um, with elevation in their blood pressures, and 
she had some issues with that. She had um, kind of a flared up her underlying her underlying health problems as well. But God had told her, He says, "It's not going to be easy, but this baby will come to fruition." And so it wasn't. My daughter, they because of the preeclampsia, they ended up take, bringing her, taking her to the hospital and inducing her four days. Um, and women who've been on this before, it's called Pitocin, which actually tries to help um, contract the uterus to help the, the baby come out easier. Four days my daughter was on Pitocin. And I'm just saying that's a, it's very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. But for four days she was in the hospital and before the baby came, and the doctor came in and had said, we're gonna have to take this baby by C-section. And my daughter said, please just let me have a little more time. And she prayed and I prayed and my mother prayed and <laughs> lots of different people were praying. Um, but short time after that, it was a, probably a few hours and the, the baby came, a little bit preemie, but she is beautiful today. She's um, healthy, there's no problems and I just want to say thank God because he promised, he said, the baby will come, it's not going to be easy, and it wasn't, but she's here and healthy, and my daughter's doing well, and I just say, you know, wait on God. He, when he tells you something's going to happen, it's going to happen. Just have to wait. God was just giving me this word, Abba, and I, I was so confused, why? And then he brought a memory back to me. Eight years ago, I had an abdominal surgery, and I remember waking up in the middle of the night just crying, because there was no one there. I felt all alone. And God just reminded me that in those moments when we feel so alone, when, when we feel most vulnerable, we just need to cry out, Abba, and know that he's there, that, that our Father is there, even though we may feel alone, we are not alone because he's always with us. Uh, God's showing me, um, he's stretching me uh, through these 21 day prayer, pra uh, fair pra uh, <laughs> prayer fast, <laughs> um, stretching my uh, prayer and, and both the natural and the spiritual and also giving me the understanding, like I was on the Philly trip and I wanted to see a lot of things manifest in the physical. And God showed me that, that through the prayer, it's manifesting more in the spiritual. And that's sometimes way more important because what God can do in, in the spiritual way outnumbers what we want to see in the physical. So there's a scripture in Proverbs that says, do not fear when sudden disaster occurs. So this past week on Thursday morning, if you recall, early in the morning, we got we were getting a lot of rain, like just a deluge of rain coming down. And at Frontier Lumber, where I work, uh, we have this creek that runs under our building and then opens up into a bigger open creek. And um, so you have those big tubes that water runs through. So we have uh, like three or four of those that are about eight foot in diameter. And those were full. And all of a sudden, that we opened at 7 a.m., and all of a sudden, we didn't realize this, but two of those tubes went shooting out the end tube, which created a hole that eventually grew to about 40 feet long, 20 feet wide, and about 20 feet deep. So I have a lot to thank God for because we have a video camera, surveillance video, that is right on that area where that's happening. And within five minutes prior to this big hole erupting, 
there was a little hole about two feet wide and three feet long. Well, just two minutes before that, there was a forklift in that area. There was employees walking around that area. And as you watch the video, it's not funny, but it's almost funny because you see this little hole open up and guys start to back up. And then they back up more and more as this hole just grows and grows. So I want to thank God publicly for protecting our employees and what could have been a horrible disaster. So thank God for, for his divine covering and protection over that. So when something like that happens, it's like, well, what do you do? What do you do? So we gathered as a group of employees and we got together and we prayed. We asked God for wisdom. We asked him for discernment. We asked him for favor with government officials. We asked him for everything that we knew we might need in that moment. And so I went back into the office, called the city of Erie, and within 15 minutes, two guys were on site assessing the situation. And within another hour, we had about 15 guys on site assessing the situation from the city, and they were on it. And within a few hours, Shivers Construction was there taking care of the situation. So what was a bad situation could not grow into a horrible situation, which would maybe take out a building or what have you. So I thank God for Shivers Construction. I thank God for the city of Erie and their promptness of taking care of a very serious circumstance and situation in Frontier Lumber. So God is good. So when sudden disaster comes, do not fear because he's got this. So lastly, I just wanna say, um, this is gonna be difficult, but most of you know the situation with my wife. And what I wanna to testify to this morning regarding Tracy's situation in this battle is that I just wanna give God thanks and I wanna thank you for this church family and how you have stood beside us. Most importantly, how you have prayed for us, sent encouraging words and just helped us. It's a beautiful thing when the body of Christ operates the way Jesus intended it to. And we have seen that as a family over these past uh, one month. And so, thank you, church family, for your prayers and your support because we are blessed. You are upholding us and sustaining us and preserving us in the presence of God through this fight. And praise God, she is here this morning for the first time. she'll catch me so <laughs> um, we actually went on the Philly trip and we just got back I never knew what fasting was so I thought it was I mean kind of silly at first and this past week I want to say it's when it, my breakthrough came um, perseverance really um, we drove separately my husband and I and I wanted to leave so many days so many tears were cried I just felt pulled in every direction and coming home from the trip after seeing everything that we've seen and witnessing it, I could tell you, but it's nothing like I could tell you, it's worse. Um, we pushed through, I thought we were gonna divorce when we got home, but <laughs> he promised me we're not. Um, I just, thank you church, thank you Nicole, like you're a blessing in our life as well as you know everybody, everybody has. We had an amazing group of people and I'm coming home humble and rejuvenated, and I know it was the Lord. I know it was the Holy Spirit, and I'm excited to see what, 
where else this will take us. <laughs> Thank you, Erifus family. It was an amazing trip. Uh, we saw Holy Spirit move in ways I have not seen him move before, and we saw team members who were afraid in the beginning walk in boldness by the end of the trip. So it was really living out, uh, greater is the one who is in us than who is in this world. And also overcoming fear at many steps. Uh, we had a lot of hindrances thanks to Matt. Uh, they were not sure why they had the tools in the car when we were going. Like before we reached Edinburgh, we had to stop the van and get it fixed and Matt's skills were what, we, what got us there, and it was an amazing trip. Um, we couldn't have done it without your prayers, so I'm so grateful for prayers. I believe in prayers, but I think this time I really saw how powerful and effective it is. We, we had situations where we messaged intercessors, and next day everything changed, and we had the best day on Wednesday. In, in spite of all the heat, the team did an amazing job full of joy and power of the Holy Spirit. So my encouragement from this trip is, even though it's a darkest place, when Jesus is the light of the world, and um, even in the darkest place, it's the light of Jesus that shines and darkness cannot overcome it. So if God is calling you to do something, if you're afraid, do it anyways. Trust Him and walk by faith, and Holy Spirit is faithful. In Jesus' name. set of footprints, I kind of realized now that it wasn't me just by myself. It was God carrying me through these difficult times, and I just sit here now, and I thank Jesus for him coming here and being with me and helping me fight through these moments that seem like I'm very much alone. Thank you. to those of you who are sitting here who said, you know what, I fasted and I haven't heard from God. I've been praying for that pain to get taken away and it hasn't like those who have had that pain taken away. And with our finite minds, sometimes we can't understand that infancy of God, infancy of God, but I want you to know that nothing is wasted, that in that pain, we still grow. In those unanswered prayers, we are still growing. And there are so many things that I believe that just because we can't see what God has protected us from, sometimes we can see those holes and people rescued, but sometimes we are being rescued and we don't even realize it 
because God is infinite. He is working. He is doing those behind the scene things. So don't be discouraged if you don't see it because you have been protected. God is working and you are growing.
that will grow and grow into a beautiful garden of flowers that God has created it to be. Thank you. I just wanted to share that uh, I was an alcoholic for 25 years, but in 2009, God met me right at the altar, not here, but in a church similar to this. And he just wanted me to let you know, if you're struggling with something, don't walk out the door with it. He wants to take it away. He'll deliver you from anything that binds. Isn't that what the fast is about? Setting the captives free and loosening those chains. So if there's anything in your life that's holding you, you say, I can't get rid of this. Well, that's a lie of the devil. Because God, it, it, I know the lies. Because they told, told me the same thing. Well, you can't live without me. You can't. What, are you, what would life be like without me in your life? That's what the alcohol kept telling me. Oh, you, your life will be empty. Well, that's the opposite of what the truth is. Truth is that you'll be set free. Your life's so full of joy and peace and happiness. Praise God. My name is Howard. This is Cheryl. On the very first day of the fast, uh, we came and went to the summit. And uh, we sat in the back row, like a lot of people like to do. And we were just enjoying Quint and the and the band that they were doing an excellent job, and uh, I would just we were just sitting there worshiping, and while sitting there, the Lord spoke to me and He said, "If you'll stand up, I'll heal you." And I had a decision to make: I could either sit there and just enjoy it, or I could stand up. So I just stood up. All the pain in my back just left immediately. I walked in with a cane and I just left it there on the side and the Lord told me to go down and talk to Pastor Adam to give a testimony at that time. And uh, uh, when I went down there, we, we were just waiting for an opportunity to, for me to, to share. BJ, he beat us all to the punch. He said, there's healing in the house tonight. And, uh, and I just set it up. And I was able to give my testimony. So I hope a lot of people received that, that were there. And uh, there's a testimony waiting right now for each and every one of you. And all you have to do is obey the voice of the Lord and do what he tells you to do. Hallelujah. Receive your healing. Receive your deliverance. All you have to do in Jesus' name. Go ahead. I'm Cheryl. And um, we were praying for someone. Uh, this week, and uh, I uh, have had some really bad pain in my knee, and it just throbbed. And uh, I went to the doctor, you know, did, did due diligence. Uh, however, uh, when I was praying for this uh, uh, this person, then the beauty of it was we started singing praise songs. And as we were singing, I believe she was standing up, no one else was, and so the Holy Spirit spoke to me, I'm sorry, and said, stand up, and you're going to receive your healing. So I stood up, and immediately the throbbing pain quit, and I don't have my cane either. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. just uh, join together in this final song. I want to invite you to come down to the altar space here. We love to end these overflow Sundays in this way. If you're able to, come on down and let's just lift up this song.
light of these testimonies that we've heard that this is a house of miracles. God is at work and moving in so many different ways, physical, spiritual, emotional healing is just happening. It's who you are, God, and we praise you for that. So let's worship. This is a house of
this place today. We just thank you that this is a house of miracles, that our homes are homes of miracles, that when you live inside of us, there is resurrection power. You do bring dead things back to life. You do heal what is broken. And so we just praise you for that in this space. As your church, as your children, Lord, we just cry out, Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Thank you for the testimonies that have been shared today, for the breakthrough that has happened and the breakthrough that will happen. We just thank you for that, Lord. You are so faithful and so good. And we praise you. Amen. Amen, amen. Thanks so much for worshiping today, for sharing your hearts and sharing your testimonies. We're gonna continue to pray with you and for you going forward. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Erie First Podcast. If you like this podcast, please give us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcast and share it with your friends. You can find all our series videos and podcasts at eriefirst.org, along with all our latest news, announcements, and information. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.